0: Hey, this is Jedediah Collins from Your Money Vehicle. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today, varsity squad, it is Scott Ferguson.
1: We're at episode 160 with my brother from another mother, Jedediah Collins. Uh, the man played in the NFL. Um, he made teams, especially my Detroit Lions, uh, where the Honolulu Blue. In silver, And he's just a fantastic human being that is a go-giver at heart. Um, He is an author, a speaker, and just a total level-upper. I don't want to go too much into it because I extended this interview just because our flow was so locked in that it's a little bit longer than I generally do, but I'm so glad I did because what he's about to drop on you through his knowledge nuggets is just... Uh, totally above reproach so without further ado sit back relax break out your notebooks because here comes my really good friend Jedediah Collins from rookie to veteran let's level up time to shine today varsity squatted is Scott Ferguson and the guy that I'm bringing on today does not really need to learn earn a varsity letter from time to shine today But because this guy played for the Shield, and if you, anybody out there knows what that means, he played for the NFL. He's a freaking baller. Um, He helps people level up uh, all parts of their life, but he really zones in on finance. Um, He helps the youth. He helps people that are playing. He's across the board. He played for my team here, the Detroit Lions, and everybody knows I'm all about Detroit versus everybody, a Midwest boy relocated down here to South Florida. But I'm going to bring on my guy, Jedediah Collins. And I can't say enough about him. You have to check him out. Everything's going to be in the show notes. Uh, down below, but his rookie to veteran and his other programs that we're going to dive into uh, stand out above and beyond. He's a former NFL player who was cut 12 times on his way to become the number one player at his possession. Fullback baby, the lost art of the fullback. Current certified financial planner where he studied for the each test in the offseason while playing the NFL. So basically he leveled up during his offseason to keep crushing it because he knows that the NFL was finite and what we talk about is overlapping happiness a lot here at time to shine today. Even the good times are finite. They're going to end. So Jed is a practitioner at leveling up and overlapping his happiness. He went on to writing the bestseller, your money vehicle, which I'm going to give away um, a a signed book from Jed. He's going to happily sign it for me and mail it out to you. I'm going to purchase it. He's going to sign it, mail it out to you. It's called your money vehicle as well as create virtual education course. And, Jed, welcome to the squad, brother. If you could, come on and introduce yourself. But first, what's your favorite color and why?
0: Mm, that's a great question. It better be Honolulu uh, Blue. It, 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 it had been Honolulu <laughs> Blue. Uh, so I would have to go with Crimson, man. You're right, a big believer cool. in supporting yours. So Washington State Cougs, Crimson and Gray, Hell yeah. they gave me so much, including my wife, um, that I got a, a, my, my first daughter's name's uh, Palmer Gray. Uh, and I always <laughs> said if I had a boy, it would be crimson. But um, <laughs> love that I, my wife didn't go for Palmer crimson. Um, love it. So, so you,
1: you level up through Mission Viejo High School, Viejo High School, Diablos, which is, it, which is just a friggin' uh, place that people roll through to go to mm-hmm. the, the go to the show. You know, at least to a, a visual one college because we got Dwyer literally right down the street here in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. That a lot of guys roll to the show from there. So. You know, you, you go there, you go and you, you play for the Cougars and, and then you play for a bunch of different teams. You know, give us a little bit of your experience with that, but then rolling forward about how you started the
0: origins, where you're at right now, please. Absolutely. So uh, Mission Viejo, I was very fortunate. Um, I went 41-0 and 0 in my career at Mission <laughs> Viejo High School. And I remember very vividly my coach coming up to me the, before the championship game my senior year and said, Forty-one and one, or forty-two and zero. How do you want to go through your life? So I went forty-one and one. Um, so it taught me how to win, and truly being able to walk onto a field as a Diablo, I knew we were going to win. And that mindset as a young man to be around winning is tremendous value. I went to Washington State, had a tremendous experience and time, but it taught me how to deal with setback, failure. Um, you know how to struggle through and earn those victories. And then as I went into the league, I got to really define what I identified as, as a great failure. You mentioned I got cut 12 times. That means 12 times I was called, told my dream was over. And it felt the same way every single time. A shot to the heart, a gut punch, and knocked down. But what I am most proud of is getting back up continuing to tell myself that I believe, continuing to put forth the behaviors and the principles. And that is really what the best gift the game of football has given me is the rookie to veteran sequence of how I stole success from watching and absorbing the best in the world. I would go away from each locker room I got cut from and say, that eight-year safety, that 12-year offensive lineman, that 19-year kicker, what were they doing that I needed to take, and that is really what has changed both my success on the field in the NFL, as well as my success beyond the game of football, uh, in taking that approach. Um, So it's been a a really neat thing. And I I want to touch on something you mentioned around that finite mindset going to abundance. One of the greatest tools I stole was this idea that even success or, or or wins were fleeting moments gone by, and we really need to focus on enjoying the process and enjoying the buildup. And so one of the quotes I took from a locker rooms was enjoy the hunt. And that was the idea that success and greatness is boring if you do it the right way. I love it. So you just mentioned,
1: you touched on the process, you know, the mm-hmm. great coach, Bill Walsh there in the state of California, where you're from, yeah. you know, said the score will take care of itself, right? Yep. The process. And what we talk a lot here at time to shine today, my clients and my coaching groups and my listeners inch by inch, it's a cinch by the yard it's hard. Right. So tell us a little bit about your process of you
0: know helping others level up and also keeping yourself leveled up. So what you mentioned, Bill Washer's quote, Score will take care of itself, is one of my favorites because okay. he understands outcomes are hard to impact. Inputs are where you get the true growth. Um, so I I have one concept called mow your grass, meaning Your success is gonna be found in your backyard under things that you control. And so we really try to control the controllables. My favorite three are controlling your ape, A-P-E, your attitude, your preparation, and your efforts. And so in that idea, I really can approach any new crisis, any new opportunity and reevaluate myself. Is my attitude correct? What am I mentally dripping in my in my psyche? Is my preparation on point? Did I bring what I was supposed to, to this event? And then once the ball, you know, gets rolled out, the whistle blows, effort is 100% takes zero skill and is a true measurable. So I look at that and I say control the controllables is one of the easiest and hardest concepts to, to implement. But one of the things I love is when I meet people like yourself and I see the similarities inch by inch is a cinch. I got to work next to a 16 year linebacker and this was in Kansas city. This was towards the end of his career and as we trained together, I observed him, you know, and you call it what you want. I, I love people. I'm a curious person. Yes. And so I, I would watch and study the, the best. Sure. And when we would run 40 yards, he'd run 45. We'd run 50. He'd run 55. We'd go into the weight room. And I, I, as a fullback linebackers, we're in the same group. I would do a set of 10 at 225. He would slide on two and a half on each side and he'd do an 11. Wow. And so finally, I just asked. I said, Man, I don't get it. Like five pounds, what does five pounds make a difference? And he smiled and said, Look around. Every player in here is younger, cheaper, healthier. Every player in here is here to take my job. The only reason after 15 years I'm still here is because I come in each day and I steal this. And he held up his fingers and he showed that little thing, but he said, I steal inches. Because I know an inch can lead to a yard, a yard to a first down, a first down to a touchdown, a touchdown to a win. And a win gets us to the Super Bowl, which is why I show up every day. Love that. And man. that mindset, brother, mm-hmm. that can be translated and input into every aspect of our life. Where is a little inch? I love, you know, the the financial empowerment side. Sure. Look at compound interest. That is inches stacking up. Right. But what I took about it on the field was, my measurement in as a fullback, as a lead-blocking fullback, I wasn't a pretty fullback, I went and moved people, right. was a six-inch battle. If I can move my opponent, a big, angry D-end or linebacker, six inches, <laughs> that was a plus. That was right. a win for me. So I took that concept of stealing an inch. Monday through Saturday, I would go and steal six inches throughout the week so I can go out there on Sunday and win that six-inch battle. And I am honored and proud to say that process that mindset is what took me to the number one spot at my position I won that six inch battle more than anyone else in the NFL in in that year and it w- it was truly through stealing that success wow that, that that's amazing squad you hear that it's a one inch battle he just said
1: Monday through or Sunday Monday through Saturday and there's six days if he stole an inch a day then he can move those six inches that that big beast of a man That that that's fantastic so What do you think then makes a great coach or leader, Judd and I?
0: Their ability. So, and this is something I, I, again, going in and out of 12 different locker rooms, one of the best things I did, and it was frowned upon, but I would take my playbook and I'm a big journaler. So as the head coach was always up in front of the stand or front of the team, I would jot down things they did and say, and I really got to see different head coaches and how they ran their enterprises. What I think is the most important is their ability to have people see a different perspective of their goals. So most people see their goals through me, my goal, the unit I'm on, I'm an offensive lineman or a linebacker group, and then the team, and then let's go win. If I, as a coach can have not selfless players, but prioritize the impact of what a team unit me looks like on a goal setting and get them to unify around a team goal first, then I can go and achieve anything in the world. And it is amazing to me that a head coach has the job of corralling 50 grown, independent, ego-driven men into believing in that one unifying goal. Yes, money plays into it. Yes, ego and pride and but you get the champions get guys to walk out onto the field and say, "I know I have to do this because I don't want to let that guy down, or I don't want to let everyone down." Um, so if I can get a group of of people to see team unit me, then we're going to go to go that, places. That's
1: amazing. You know, I did seven years in the military. You know, and you go to boot camp, right? You got eighty guys that all from mm-hmm. different backgrounds. So some of the guys it was either jail or the military. Right. So you would have that and you'd be by the end of boot camp, you'd be molded into 80 guys, marching, saluting, everything together. And I understand it's a big deal, but I think it's even a bigger deal to take grown ass men that a lot of them are millionaires, you know, and then molding those people into champions. That's that, that you just said it, man. You nailed it. A great leader has the ability to see different perspectives, but for the same to get to the same goal. That That's fine. Thank you for sharing that, dude. That That and, is
0: don't kid up. yourself. There, most of that, not most of that locker room, but a large percentage, it was either jail or the NFL. That's not a oh,
1: absolutely. You know what? That's true.
0: Never yeah. thought about like that,
1: brother. So if if I'm out at a networking event, which unfortunately you're at, you you can't. But if I'm out, or even virtually, not working with somebody, and mm-hmm. you know I'm using the golden rule of shut my mouth and open you know open my ears, two ears, Love one it. mouth for a reason. What am I listening for mm-hmm. that would make them a great? connection, referral, or someone I need to introduce
0: to you, Jen So one, one of my greatest networking, so one of our Rookie to Veteran principles is finding a gray beard, somebody who you can learn from. And people equip mentors with age. I learn more from 21-year olds today than any group of people in the world. Gen Z is, is crazy. Sure. Um, it's also the, the, the group I want to influence and impact. Um, and I'll circle back to that. But sure. if I was at a networking event, I have three questions. I always and I don't frame them the exact same way every time, but I have three questions that I walk through that will lead you if you're curious, if you're truly curious, will lead you to a great 20-minute conversation. The first one and it's why how what, steal from Simon X, why how what model. Why did you achieve what you did? Like why did you choose to go down this path? What what was it? What did you see? Why why are you where you are? Then how did you do it? Okay, so you, you had this vision, you had a dream, you have a passion, you had a discipline. How, what is that discipline? How did you get to, you know, accomplishing that? And then flipping it to myself, what should I be working on? Why wow. did you choose this path? How did you do it? What should I be working on? And wow. those three questions to a mentor, again, 20 or 70, those will get you to a great communication. If you're out and you're talking to people where I my journey began, why I started was my first paycheck in the NFL came and went before I even knew what to do. It didn't even it cashed and went out the door that day. Now full disclosure, I bought an engagement ring and my wife and I have been married for 10 plus years, so it was a <laughs> wise investment. Sure. But it woke me up the next night in sweat and in knots knowing I was going to become the statistic, the 70% that end the game On financial hardships, if I didn't change my relationship. And so I went and started searching for a book or a course or a teacher that could give me the basics of money and then how to go and use money. And an acronym I love is USE, understand money, strategize money, and be efficient with money. So what I wanted was somebody to teach me to use money. And there are some great books, great examples out there there was nothing that was talking to me through stories, talking through me as a beginner, talking to me about how to level up in my finances. And so that is where the journey I began down and brought me to where I am today. I empower people to use money. I begin at the beginning because that's where we have to start. So I begin with the foundation of how money works And then I introduce you as a wealth manager, as a certified financial planner to 10 different questions and aspects of money. The vast majority of personal finance books out there focus on investments. I think that's a very important piece. I think that's the engine that drives your money vehicle. But if you are only focused on that, number one, you don't control much of investing. And number two, you're gonna lose on a lot of other pieces around taxes, around cybersecurity, insurance, around estate planning, banking, credit, all that. So where can we begin? So I love being introduced to people as saying, do you want to start a financial journey? Do you want to have a, a an educator that is not only going to engage you, but entertain you on how to learn to use money? And that is who I'm looking for. I, I mentioned Gen Z, but really I want to address the 16, to, you know, 15 to 30 year olds, and say, You are all just been sat down in the driver's seat of your money vehicle. You need to learn how to drive it. That's that you just dropped
1: some solid knowledge nuggets on us there. You know, it's funny because they the theory of relativity happens when you make money. I made a significant amount of money in the early 2000s, and you know, the theory of relativity that like when you make money. Everyone's your relative. <laughs> so, you, especially you don't love have the, um, the, the identity, you know, especially where I was from. You know, my dad worked on the line of General Motors. I love him. He's my best friend. But I didn't have the identity to hold on to money, you know. Yes. So, as it came in, like you said, it went out and it wasn't on an engagement ring. It was on that Range Rover. It was on the SL5 mm-hmm. to say, hey, I have this scripted life with all these rides in, in, in the driveway. So, I, I appreciate you saying that. So, is there any good question? Jedediah, that when you start working with groups or even Mm one-on-one, that any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do?
0: They would ask me but never do. Um, You know, a question, and because I'm an athlete, I'm a competitor, everything to me is, again, goals-oriented and process-driven. Uh, and so very few people ask me how I handle my money or or what <laughs> money means to me. One of my greatest questions, because in this digital virtual world, we are learning as as speakers, as, as people who typically would stand in front of rooms and engage a group, we have to do this in a different sense. And it is 100% through questions and asking the right ones. A conversation starter that I, I'm now an adjunct professor at Washington State teaching a, a upper level finance class. The first class, our first hour and twenty minute session, was based off one question: Money is. Mm. And I let it let it just fill in the blank. and we went around and you know thirty five students defined what money was to them. And you saw 30 different perspectives. And so I would ask more people to ask me or identify what their relationship is with it. Because if you are going to get where you want to go, if you are going to become that veteran financially, you got to identify yourself as a rookie, as this is what has made me up to today. My mom taught me money this way. My dad taught me money this way. My uncle, nobody taught me money. Who am I today? And what is money to me? So I wish more people would have those conversations. I love, be- I love
1: you said that, Jedediah. I started to interject, but I love that you say it because there's a lot of young men and women that you probably work with that don't have the winning background because they weren't goal-driven, process. They, they were not raised that way. you know. So mm-hmm. is there a secret sauce that you use when communicating to the young man or woman that kind of comes from, you know, a background like myself, I didn't want for anything, but I just didn't get anything. You know what I'm saying? Or even the people that are depraved, deprived, like what is your secret sauce for handling them? And maybe because a lot of what I'm hearing is, you know, you want to kind of change their mindset in a sense, you know, to where money is good. Money can be useful. Um, but what, what is the secret sauce you might use with somebody that has zero money identity?
0: So one, uh, I want people to see money as a vehicle. We, we titled the book, The Course, Money Vehicle, because that in an essence changes your perspective of money. So long we've seen money as a destination. I want a million dollars. No, you <laughs> don't. You want what a million dollars represents, which yes. is a lifestyle. Then define the lifestyle because that is your objective. Money is simply a medium or a verb that is going to take you there. So that's one of the first ways I want people to start to change their viewpoint of money. Um, But as, as we look at exactly, you know, one of our challenges in society is this comparison model. We all live on social media. We all see, compare, and contrast. And one of the greatest quotes I heard actually not too long ago was, comparison is the thief of joy. Theodore Roosevelt said that comparison is the thief of joy. And so when people start to look at money, I like to use a a rich model, R-I-C-H. I I want you to set a reachable goal because if you don't, you're just going to get depressed. Don't tell me you're going to become a millionaire tomorrow. That's unrealistic. Individual, it has to be yours. So reachable, individual, controllable going back to that mow your grass it has to be something that you control and then h is happy and that's possibly the most important because we forget that in our today's landscape of money's intention is to give you peace of mind and to bring you happiness that is its purpose we lose that identity of what the money is supposed to do And so if we don't have a happy goal, if at the end of the day, you don't kind of smile thinking about it, it's not truly going to impact you. So if you're beginning, you have to begin with the end in mind. You have to begin with that goal setting. Love that. Love it. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. I'm just blown away here.
1: So speaking of vehicles, like Mm -hmm. you're a little bit younger than me, you know, I'm pushing 50 years old, but you've heard of Marty McFly, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's get in our DeLorean. All right, let's Uh go back to the 22, 23-year-old Jedediah Collins. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on him to maybe, with the experience you have now, Jed, to maybe help him level up, maybe
0: blast through, shorten that learning curve? So right now, obviously, I said goal setting. Um, Bill Ackman, who's a a financial guru, I, I like to compare him as like a mixture of Warren Buffett and Elon Musk. He's He's really good at money and he's kind of crazy. He actually just came out with a a philosophical question of if the government can give every baby born in America $6,750 and force them to sit in an index fund, getting an 8% return for 65 years, we just inherently made every baby a millionaire upon their birth. That concept's actually what I delivered to my class this morning is around the idea of time value of money. Sure. Every athlete, if we can get them to comprehend the time value of money, we can get them headed in the right direction. And so I challenge them by asking, what type of or are you? And it's how long do you see money? Are you a spendor? you see money on a day-to-day time frame. Made money, I spent money. That's how I was. That's how all of us begin. Are you a savor? You start to look at money in a month to month, maybe year to year, looking at a, an event or an object that you're saving up for. Or are you an investor? Spender, savor, investor. No, those don't all end in or, but go so with good. me. I feel you. Go with me on marketing purposes. Yeah. Investors see money in a decade to decade time frame. And they not just look at how money you go to work for money. Sure. They start to look at how money goes to work for you. And so if I could talk to 23-year-old Jed, and this is really the epiphany that I hit mm-hmm. when I was 23, when I was a rookie in second year in the NFL, and I started to say, I was an accounting major, my father ran a law firm, my brothers are at Harvard Law School and a wow. master's in engineering at Berkeley, and none of us know how money works. Wow. That's scary. Wow, we were all true. spendors. Yeah. I was the first one to take that jump of savor. My dad was a savor. But none of us understood investors. So at 23, if I can get you to see what Bill Ackman's saying around the power of compound interest, the power of the time value of money, it's not sexy. But again, greatness is boring. Putting your money to work for you, achieving goals is about finding the love of the process. And so 23, if I can get you to start to see future you, why Warren Buffett is who he is, is because he connects present value and future value as the same. He says, if I spend a thousand dollars today, that's like spending $300,000 in the next 10, 20 years. He's famous for saying, I'd never buy a $300,000 haircut. So he cut his own hair because (laughs) he compounded it over time. And so that is the concept that, You know, I'm driving for Albert Einstein, the eighth wonder of the world. And just really looking at young people and saying, you are the first generation to be awoken to the reality that pensions are gone. Retirement is dead. You have to drive a vehicle to your freedom. And we need to empower ourselves to understand what that means and to efficiently use the tools allotted us.
1: Love it. Hey, Jed, we talk a lot about the dash here. Um, at time to shine today, how do you want that dash? Remember that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, life date, death date. How do you want Jedediah Collins's dash?
0: remembered? He empowered a million people to use money. Love it. Love it. Love it. And it was sh- short to the point. So what's
1: three things that Jedediah can't live without and take your computer, iPhone, tablet, all the
0: electronics out. Uh, that was not even in the top 10 list. Uh, <laughs> I would say, you know, and this is going to be the cheesy answer, but number 1, my family. Um I got oh, two you're little fine. girls. Yeah, Hope my, You my, say w- that, my man. Yeah. My <laughs> wife. I I juggle a lot. My ju- my wife juggles 10 times more and truly I I don't know where I would be with without her guidance and direction. So, number one there. Um number two, I would say my journal. Okay. Um the the closest spiritually you will ever feel to a higher power uh for me at least the The documentation of your personal growth. I get to go back and meet twenty three year old Jed. I get to go back and meet five years sure. ago Jed, <laughs> um, and yeah. seeing seeing that, I think that is truly truly important and one of the the foundations of communication is through journaling and writing to yourself. Um, and then number three thing I cannot live without would probably be working out, you know, you it, that's, that's another one that kind of is an investment in me. Sure. But, um, it's just, uh, it's innate in my being now and I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the chase to, to stay healthy and I see the impact that it has on my life, but, um, the competitive side as well. Like I've just got into cycling and okay. trying to beat my neighbors. Like I, I <laughs> Nice. The the first time out, it was like, guys, don't, you know, second time, I was like, ah, now I'm like, let's go. Like, you're going to beat me up this hill? Bring it.
1: (laughs) If you can kind of quickly answer this in in a sense, or if you want to draw it out, that's fine. Because I'm having a great time here. I'm going to respect your time. Um, Like, how about that not competing like you used to anymore? Like, you know
0: what I'm saying? It's like, dude, was that like, oh, oh, shit moment. Like, like, how was that? and not only the the competing i often told people as i was transitioning out uh about the office setting the hardest part about not playing football anymore is nobody claps for you you know like <laughs> I, I can't explain that feeling of waking up or not waking up again up off the ground after getting hit and you're in the end zone and, and 70,000 people are are telling you you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this wow. world at this moment um hmm. the competitive spirit is something you will never lose you have to find new ways to, uh, to, to kind of scratch that itch. And I have been a, I, I was not as successful at this because I had not translated it into my business until you start to have measurables, until you, until you start to track things. And that's where the competition begins. As a salesperson, it's very easy to say, hey, here's my number. I'm going to compete and go get that number. But what about the other facets of your job, of your training? How do you continue to have positive competition? Again, comparing yourself to who you were yesterday, not comparing yourself to Bill or Susie down sure. the
1: street. Right. I love, that. I love that. that. That's a great way that you should be teaching those, the people that get out, of situations, especially the military, I, I kind of share the same thing with people getting out of the military because mm-hmm. the hardest thing for them wasn't being clapped for, but the process that they were used. They had to be up at a certain time. Discipline, you know, a lot of discipline was a lot differently. So, what is Jedediah's definition of a life well lived? Uh,
0: a life well lived is again, i, I married. Um, which, which I think is success in today's day and age, because it's a challenge. Um, I have two daughters who identify themselves as strong, independent people. Um, and I'm going to go back to that empowerment model. I'm, I'm people over profit right now. I, I will gladly give, you know, and, and you see this Gary V mindset that is infectious. I would give away a lot of what I do, but people don't respect free. So they, they want to see perceived value. Um, a life well lived to me is what the, what students and why I jumped out of wealth management, stopped chasing a good career that was going to pay me a lot of money to go and do this is because a life well lived means I had people come up to me and say, I made a difference in their lives. Um, and that that to me is everything. When I had my first, you know, sixteen year old tell me they were going to teach their sister uh, about what we discussed, I had my first twenty five year old tell me they're going to teach their parents. Wow, my game changed. <laughs> um, wow, and I saw I saw things differently. And I said, much like when I, I I chose to walk away from football, I can make money. I will make money, but you know, where is the fulfillment? Love it. So.
1: Jed, we're going to, as we want things down here just a little bit, we have our leveling up lightning round. So all you right. and I could talk hours on each one of these. Yes, so maybe one day we would, but yeah. you got five seconds, no explanations and all of them can be answered within the five seconds. Are you ready? All right. All right. Let's level up. What's the best leveling up advice you'd ever received?
0: Every person is greater than you in some way. Learn from them. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, one of my personal habits is I get up and I speak to myself, uh, self affirmations right now. It's from thinking grow rich. So I I repeat my mission. Love it. Love it. Every morning.
1: Other than your great book, the wealth vehicle (laughs) and um, like, uh, any, not the flavor of the month, but if there's, if I'm
0: in my doldrums and you're like, Fergie, read this book, what is it? Um, That's a great question. Right now, I'm reading Think and Grow Rich for the second time. It is tremendously impactful. It's the Bible, baby. It is a crazy book. For for the business
1: and mindset. Absolutely. So what emoji do you use most when you're texting?
0: Good question. Uh, Probably either the, just like the pound fist of like, I got you. I got one from you. (laughs) Or the little guy like with his hands up, like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. It's kind of like my, uh, shaking my head. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I use that a lot. So
1: physically, not mentally wisdom. If you're able to just keep gathering wisdom, gathering wisdom, gathering wisdom and being able to give, give, give till it hurts. So good. Physically, what age, Would you stay for the rest of your life if you could, man? While you're still gathering the wisdom,
0: yeah. So that began my journey understanding my demise as a football player, CTE brain, and all that. So this has been on my head and on my heart. If I am still going, uh, I think ninety. You know, I think you in finance we would always project your life to age ninety and build a plan that way. Beautiful. I think that's a fulfilled life, but as you've heard, I've heard, you know, there's a baby born today that's going to be 150. So who knows?
1: Okay. So what's your favorite charity and
0: organization you like to give your time and or money to? Great question. So I have three, Um, Washington State, it's given me tremendous. Uh, I'm paying back my scholarship, which is is a good feat. Oh. Uh, Team Gleason, Steve Gleason, ALS oh, yeah. fighting. ALS, he's not yeah. only a Coug, he's a hoodat, He's a Saint. Saint he's That's a Saint. Right. He's both. Yeah, okay. he's both. Man, yeah. So I doubly love him. Yeah. Uh, and he's truly changing the world without being able to move his arms or his legs. Dude, Just with his eyes, he's he's delivering keynote speeches. He's yeah. an incredible human being. Yes. Uh, last but not least would be the Special Olympics. My sister's special needs. <laughs> Um and so I just support and love you and I are cut from the same sheet dude because
1: I I support ALS every foundation for ALS guys lost a buddy in the military that developed it and then special olympics I'm a hugger and I'm on the chair here in South Florida for the special olympics fan so that's fantastic last question my friend this one you can elaborate on a little bit if you want but what's the best decade of music 60s 70s 80s or 90s
0: uh for me because it was the coming of age it was the 90s all right and very cool I, I loved the the ego boost I got from listening to hip-hop but I also <laughs> loved the the crazy spirit I got from it, it was hardcore emo music um, okay it was kind of like a alternative style that is what I listened to before I went out on the field because normal Jed couldn't go out there and do his job I had to turn in, my friends called it Jedzilla. Jedzilla. Uh, and so that was, uh, yeah. So I still listen to those on like workouts, like every yeah. every now and again, like those yeah. old songs will come in. Yeah, man. And I'll, I'll pick it up a little bit. Love it. I love it. Jed, how can we find your brother? So I am uh, on LinkedIn and YouTube under Jedediah Collins. Check me out on Instagram or Twitter as Fullback of Finance. That is kind of my personal brand now, the Fullback of Finance. Wow. Um and yeah, by all means, reach out, connect, give me feedback, thoughts, because how I create my content is through questions and through helping people. And I just kind of get to including myself. So if you can check out my, my, my website at Jedediahcollins.com and reach out or, or just yeah, follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn and, and we'll get you more content.
1: Awesome. And also all of his his information will be in the show notes. And the first person that responds either to the Facebook group, Time to Shine Today, or to a LinkedIn post, they're going to get their free copy of your money vehicle, how to begin driving to financial freedom from my good friend here, Jedediah. Um, I'm going to purchase it. He's going to sign it and mail it out to you. He'll take care of the postage, though, I'm sure.
0: I will just say, (laughs) if you are not a reader, we have one of the first fully built out on-demand virtual courses. So we've turned your money vehicle, the book, which is phenomenal and is really, really wow. good. Okay. But understanding most people don't want to read, it's in five-minute videos. It's entertaining. We get I do some acting in there, um, and so you have two options now. So you have no excuses. Love it. I love it. And
1: squad, you've just literally been blasted with a free masterclass here from my good buddy Jedediah. He he loves mentoring people. He understands that. The more he mentors, the more immortal he becomes. That's what we like to say. He will, the more he mentors, the more people are going to remember what he says. They're going to keep passing it down, which is going to make Jed immortal. He's going to tell you to get up, fail forward. You know, if you're going to fail, fail forward. Just like football. If you're going to if you're going to get tackled, gain that extra yard, you know, he's going to tell you input, not output is where you get true growth. Okay. So trust your process. You know, he gave us the APE, the A-P-E, the attitude, preparation, and efforts. He's going to tell you to control the controllables. He, he'll tell you that a great leader has the ability to see different perspectives of their goals. That, that's fantastic because that, that kind of translated into a great coach in the NFL or any coach for that matter, being able to take people from different backgrounds, mold them into a winning team. You know, if you're starting to work with the, a coach, you know, ask them how they handle their money or what money means to them. And I'm talking about a financial coach. Okay, ask them how they handle their money or how, what their money means to them. He used another acu- acu- acronym use, which is understanding money, strategizing money, and the efficiency of money. And so uh, just get his book, man. He's going to go through all this stuff a lot better than I am. I'm still, I have a page and a half of notes here that I'm going to keep <laughs> reading them off because you guys need to hear this. You know, he's going to compare, he reminded us that comparison is the thief of joy. He's gonna he gave us the rich acronym, reachable, individual, controllable, and happy. And he wants you to be an investor. Out of the three ORs, you know, spend or save or, or investor, he wants you to be an investor. Okay. In his programs, it's gonna help you reach that. You know, he's a people over profit. And he wants to make a difference in over 1 million people's lives, which he's going to easily pass that. And you know what? Like I said, Jed doesn't need a varsity letter. He probably has a bunch of them. But he's got the time to shine today varsity squad letter. He's humble. He's healthy. He's wealthy. He levels up all those aspects. Thank you, Jed. We are so privileged and privy to have you on here. Can't wait to collaborate with you in the future and then have you back on the show, brother.
0: Brother, you are an energy giver. I love the community you've built and I appreciate the opportunity to share my message with your audience. Excellent, brother. We'll talk soon.
1: Enjoy. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com.